broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for being here. It's 8.08. If you see anything that others need to know about out on the roads, please let us know. 573-874-9390. And someone will feel good that they didn't have a crash because you let us know and we let them know. I am Randy, along with Stephanie Bell, wearing her red, white, and blue. Yep. Vintage top. Very nice. Thank you. That's great. Because it is... It is our red, wearing the red day. We are remembering everyone deployed. <laughs> Producer Hannah, Hello. wearing her red. Yeah. And I have my red on. John has his red on. Yes, sir. And uh, hope that you all have your uh, red on. And red is because, ladies? To remember everyone deployed. That's right. Remember everyone deployed. I always like to remind myself of the people that are left home when people are deployed, too, because, man, they're having to do an awful lot of... <laughs> There's emotional toil and there's real work to be done too. You Good know? point. Yeah, it's a big deal. Joining us now, speaking of uh, support of those who need it, uh, the youth in our area certainly need it. Tanya Heath, who's a uh, an active person in uh, community support activist in in the area, and uh, Julian Jackman join us now. Recently, there was a grand opening of a of a of a center to support the youth in our area. So uh, they're joining us now. I think i don't know i thought they were there's hey randy there's tanya i don't know what happened seems like we lost you but you're back on welcome in thank you for having me and julian jackman welcome into the program hey thank you for having me so there was a big grand opening last week tell us what opened and who it serves awesome awesome so peace and hope center for youth uh opened wednesday kind of like a soft opening we wanted kind of the stakeholders of Columbia, the ones that we know that will be investing in our kiddos and uh, sharing time and moments with them in the center to come and kind of check out what we have to offer for the kiddos uh, in Columbia. So it was awesome to get, you know, people from CPS and the city and uh, different entities in Columbia to come and check out what we had to offer for our kiddos now in Columbia. You know, I was out there, uh, Julian and Tanya. I appreciate uh, Tanya uh, what you're doing, and Julian and, and Lonnie Lockhart Bay. I was out there. You saw me, and uh, Nick Danger was there. Roy Lovelady, our third ward councilman here in Columbia, was there. There were business people there. There were uh, just it was a it was a very diverse group of people who were who were there. And I'm working on a feature story for next week on it. But Julian, what stuck out to me more than anything else when I walked around that building was the attention to detail it was it's the finest stuff you can find finest game room finest furniture glass glass uh uh, tables and and your colleague i asked him uh, lockhart lonnie lockhart bay i asked him about that and he said these kids need to understand they deserve the best but they have not always they've not gotten that these kids they've it's not even safe for them in some cases to walk the streets and go home. I don't know that people realize what these kids are facing in that area, in that area, and throughout Columbia. You know, a lot of people don't, and it, you know, it breaks my heart when I get to sit with a child and, and hear their story, and their story relates to mine so much. Uh, it, it it's one of those things where we just want to make sure that they're safe, uh, that they're properly being guided. And for them to notice, someone will consistently be in their life. That's what we're trying to offer. And that's what we want to make sure that these kiddos understand. And, you know, we're in it for the long run. 
we're not going anywhere. And having a center will definitely, you know, show and prove to them that we're, we're here. We're here for the long stay. So that's another reason, too, why we want to make sure they understand that, you know, a youth center is their center. It's not our center. It's for them, not us. That's uh, Julian Jackman with Peace. Uh, P-E-A-C-E. What does that stand for? People embracing another choice effectively. And I'm on your Facebook page. There is a Facebook page uh, that yeah. uh, that has some pictures of uh, of that youth center. Pretty impressive. Julian, Julian, for those few folks out there who don't know you, maybe give us your backstory and your your time behind bars and, and how that all kind of brought all this to fruition. Oh, awesome. So, born and raised in Columbia, Missouri. I am a Rockbridge High School graduate. Uh, I love Columbia, man. And, and just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I grew up in a marginalized community. You know, we didn't have the best of things, but we had things, you know. It, it was our stuff. So, uh, grew up here in Columbia. Uh, made some very, very poor choices that did send me to prison. Uh, in prison, I learned some things about me. Uh, found my purpose in prison. Uh love to facilitate and help men out, uh, helping them with guidance and finding purpose in their life. And a lot of the programming that I was using was actually programming that I actually wrote. It was curriculum that I actually wrote and used when I did these classes. And I just want to bring that home uh, and be able to share with, with these kiddos here in Columbia, because I just want to give back what I did not get. Uh, which was, you know, mentoring, the facilitating, someone actually telling me, you know, right from wrong, let me understanding consequences. So when I brought that back to Columbia, I didn't know the need for it. I, I didn't really truly understand the gravity of what the kiddos were actually going through until I got home. And it was like, wow, they really do need this. Let's get to it. But I wouldn't be able to do any of this without going through what I went through in life. So, you know, I have people ask me all the time, you know, would you do this over? No, I wouldn't do it over because I wouldn't be the man that I am today if I didn't go through those trials and tribulations that I went through. So when you look back and you see maybe in terms of your being equipped as a young person growing up and maybe some some gaps in that equipment, whether it was human uh, leadership and guidance, whether it was um, material resource, we see the material resource at the Peace Center here, Peace and Hope Center for Youth. What kind of um, what kind of coaching? What kind of uh, you know uh, human support and staffing is going to help fill in whatever gaps may be in these kids' lives? So we're definitely going to have a relationship with CPS to make sure that we're getting tutors in there, making sure that we're understanding the needs that the kiddos have. So when they're away from school, they're still further in their education with us. We want to make this building at all times interactive learning. Anything they're doing, even if they're playing, there's going to be interactive learning. There's going to be ties for us to really drop jewels on them uh, and give them understanding of life. So a lot of the volunteers that we have are retired teachers. Uh, some will be MU students. Uh, it's just it's going to be a great opportunity for them to see all walks of life. We're going to keep it very diverse because we think that if our kiddos can, you know, see diversity and see unity, uh, we can break down a lot of barriers that they have. So that, that's one reason why we want to be very diverse. You know, Julian, to Randy's point, Randy asked a great question. And what stuck out, too, was when I was over there. I saw some young people, and they, they're, they're bringing tradespeople in to, to teach them, like, how to do plumbing and things like that. Folks, you can yes. make a good living at plumbing or electricians and stuff. Um, 
what, what are you optimistic about that? Because you've got some volunteers, but the plumbing in in the trades, what's the status of that? Because it sounded very optimistic when I was there. No, it's it's very strong. It's just one of those things where uh, we're to a point now that you know a, a shake of hand is good. But we're looking for MOUs and partnerships. You know, we want it on paper uh, that you'll come in once once a week or twice a week uh, to work with our kids, and and that's what we're lacking right now. But we, in fact, as we're talking, I actually have a, a contractor getting ready to go out to one of our contractors who is actually going to be able to come in and do a lot of this stuff. Uh, we're finishing up a contract, hopefully with Home Depot here in Columbia, Missouri. Mm. I got to finish up the uh, the paperwork on it. Uh, so it's, it's very, very hopeful. It's, it's definitely going to happen. Uh, but at that time when we were speaking of it, it was like, man, we don't know if these people are going to really come or not. But now that it's closer to the opening date, they're um, they're really on board to do it. It's just finishing up the, the last-minute paperwork to make sure that they're coming and spending this time with our kiddos. And you're right. You know, we're realistic. Not, not everybody's going to go to college. It's not going to happen. So we have people that will come in, they'll do uh, career assessments, uh, they'll show these kids what that means, uh, kind of point them in a direction uh, as, for a career, and then we're hoping that through workforce development, uh, we can see if that's really their purpose of their love and life. All right, we're talking with Julian Jackman, that was him, along with Tanya Heath, who's a community support um, champion of the area here. Uh, Tanya, uh, I know you're a person of faith, you've led prayer walks in the past, Often yeah. it's not until people are in a in a foxhole that they start praying. Um, mm-hmm. These kids probably are in various foxholes, maybe of many um, many colors, and I don't mean their skin color. I just mean different buckets of foxholes. Uh, mm-hmm. What what kind of faith, if any, is allowed based on the funding to this kind of an organization? Well, I think you know, with all of our various. Uh, speakers that are going to be coming in the evening and stuff. I mean, we're open to any speaker. We've got, um, like Julian said, the plumbers, but we also have the estheticians that, you know, make you look beautiful. And and certainly, um, you know, if, if there's a pastor or something like that that, you know, wants to come and, and talk about his or her uh, journey of faith, I think that what we're trying to do is, is just paint a picture of a positive future, you know, that these kids may not know about. And and when you see something that you might, that, you know, triggers something in your heart, then you can connect with that. And, you know, my church, uh, along with a lot of other churches, you know, we pray regularly for all of these children. And I think that, you know, what Julian and Lonnie are doing is is that fruition you know it's like you know god you know the story of you know the god where he's trying to rescue someone in the ocean and you know god sends the boat and the guy's like no and then god sends the helicopter and the guy's like no i'm waiting for god you know and and it's like you know god works through us and so um so that is what we are trying to do we are trying to be the hands and feet of jesus and i think that um you know, there's so many people who want to make a difference and make Columbia better. And so through volunteering, whether it's, uh, you know, you can help with reading, you can help with math, uh, or you can help, you know, give a speech. And, and you know, with Julian sure. and Lonnie, they can, you know, if you have four weeks and you want to come and speak for four weeks, 
you know, do that. If you want to speak once a month for four months, do that. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of time for everybody. Certainly. Well, Julian, you know, you talked a little bit about your interaction with the criminal justice system. Um, but is there any effort then to, you know, provide education about the system or develop a relationship with law enforcement? Oh, most definitely. Uh, so we actually have, uh, the Columbia Police Department, we have some fire department people that will actually come through on a regular basis and see our kids and talk to them. Uh, you know, when I was in school, you know, we used to have the police cars come through. You could sit in the car and you turn on the lights and the sirens and, you know, the fire department would come and bring their trucks. You know, we want to bring that back. We want to make sure that our kids are interacting with first responders and understand the, the great responsibility that they have of also keeping them safe. So another thing of breaking down barriers. Uh, making sure that they are involved in understanding that they're here for their safety, uh, not to hinder them in any way, but to actually help them along their life. And, you know, I think a lot of uh, young people these days get the message um, that if if their lot in life isn't like someone they see on social media or celebrities, that it's a zero-sum game, that they have less because someone else has more. And I, I hope yeah. that I hope that that hey let's grow a big pie so everyone gets a bigger piece rather than I have a smaller piece because you have a bigger piece that's a huge message as well hey thanks very much for, uh, we we look forward to following uh, as the progress goes here at the center if folks want to learn more uh, involve their kids uh, involve themselves as a uh, as a volunteer best way to get in contact with you Julian uh, peacecomo.org the website itself uh, has several forms to either volunteer or either sign your child up to actually participate in the program, or you can get on support at Peace and Hope Center for Youth. Beautiful. Julian Jackman, thank you for being with us. Tanya Heath, thank you as always for helping be a great community activist in uh, in support. Appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to uh, Stephanie about the markets, and so you all know where to invest your money when you uh, call your advisor today. Yes. <laughs> She hates when I do that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. News, analysis, and opinion. Free of charge from Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I hear the morning bell. Let's see if the run on stock still goes on. Stephanie. It has been crazy. I was trying to pull up this last. So the S&P closed at a record high yesterday for the sixth day in a row. And the markets are just breaking records like crazy. Now, yesterday we had kind of a weird day because we were at a record high. But some folks did not have a good day like Tesla. Mm. Um, so Tesla took a huge tumble. But um, but the market's still looking pretty good this morning. Um, futures are in the red. Um, but, you know, there's it, when you keep setting record highs, eventually you think it might uh, it might settle down and go down. Well, I um, earlier this week, I like to follow awesome. Um, the Wall Street Journal website just went down. All right. Uh, I like to follow um, the number one story on the Wall Street Journal. I'm always interested, not only like what, you know, and earlier this week it was on polyamory. I know. Which I thought, surely there's a business news story around here. Yeah. Um, but it's we're back to business, mostly business news. Um, and I'm not sure if it's technically a feel good Friday because I have a big debate about this. Um, and, and you have adult kids, so maybe you want to weigh in. Um, but at like what point as a parent do you stop financially supporting? Supporting your children Oof. and and i'm not to that stage yet so i kind of have either. that i i kind of have that like i would never do that 
you know, like they they need to get all, get along on their own. But you know, it's the same thing when you're like a mother, and you're like, I would never give my kid formula or a pacifier. And you, until you've been there, it's really hard yeah. to pass judgment. But a new study is out this week, and there um, and the results show that nearly sixty percent of parents are providing financial help to their adult kids. And the other crazy stat is f- up uh, adults under the age of twenty five. Fifty-seven percent live with their parents. What up from fifty-three <gasps> percent? Say that again. So adults under the age of twenty-five. So young adults. Yeah. Almost, Don't look at me, Randy. But, almost, out of, but out of school. Out of school, almost sixty percent live with their parents, and that's up significantly from nineteen ninety-three. And I would, I, and they're saying, you know, housing's super expensive, so why not? And you've got student loans so, and other things. Why not live at home? But that, how do you become a young adult if you're still living with your parents? Yes, our philosophy was, and we told the kids early that I worked extra jobs um, so that we could pay their schooling. Now, schooling was cheaper then. I mean, I last one graduated what uh, eight years ago. I guess seven, eight years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. And, but we told them, we're going to equip you. That's what we're going to do. And after that, you're on your own. Now, do we occasionally, do we buy a plane ticket for Shannon to get back from North Carolina? Do we do something? Because our, we're so blessed. My daughters are involved in our medical business, right? And they help us, you know, it's not a scheduled thing, but they just throw in and help us. So I don't know. We just have such a great relationship. But in terms of any major material support, and up. Don't yeah, do it. my parents helped us early on when we were trying to pay down our debt and like pay for a vacation here or there or yeah. whatever. But um, but yeah, as a parent, I want to throw down the hammer and say, you're on your own. You got to learn to be an adult. It's a version of tough love. I, I'm I'm hopeful I can <laughs> I can stay strong on that. Do you think that she, you think John? You think she's going to stay strong? Stay tuned. Uh, I think so. More coming up on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Stay there. Text the crew at 874-9390. Warning, everyone on the show can read your texts. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. It is that time of the week and of the day when we do talk about winners and losers. Ask for nominations, and you're welcome to join in on that at 573-874-9390. Stephanie, do you have winners and losers for today? I mean, do we have to say it that the people of Missouri are the big loser this week with the stalemate? Uh, again, you know, Bill Eichel for losing his parking spot, I in, guess. Yeah, in some ways, I kind of like the fact that we're not, you know, charging out there and doing a lot of legislation. But I would say, you know, a functioning Senate is something I think that benefits us. And sometimes that functioning means killing bills. But at least we get to talk about the topics, which we aren't getting to you talk about You did say now. killing bills as in legislation. Yeah. Okay, let's make sure that we yes. get that clear. Uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe the Democrats think they're the biggest winners as they watch all of this. Oh, yeah? I think they do. Yeah, and, they do. And they've been pouring over. They and do. you can see um, people have been posting all of the fundraising emails they're sending <laughs> out about the Chaos Caucus. So they are, um, you know, if the Freedom Caucus is doing one thing, it's generating uh, quite a bit of money and fodder for the Democrats to fundraise. And that is... Uh, not great. And Stephanie, you know this better than anyone. Um, you really keep a close eye on it. If you didn't know, not not you, but if people didn't know any better, remember, Republicans have super majorities in both chambers. I swear to God, the Moledge Twitter is just, it's nothing but progressives all day 
tw- uh, tro- trolling basically um, the conservative lawmakers and stuff. And they, you know, they're very active. But you'd never, you'd never think the Republicans have a supermajority. They're on there all day long because they don't have. They're, they're not working in the field <laughs> or in their job. They're just sitting on Twitter. And beyond just like being obviously dominated by progressives on Twitter of just people, you know, keyboard warriors. The other thing that's been dominating the Moledge Twitter as of especially the last couple of weeks has been people who aren't in Missouri, people yeah, who right. are in D.C. Um, and they think they know about what's going on in Missouri and they feel like they want to comment on it. And I wish they would all go away. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, winners and losers. I'll go last. I'll go last. I've got uh, I've got several. I'll, de- I'll defer. We may run out of time. Yeah, we'll be mine will be short. You sure? Yes. John, winners and losers of the week. I've got a couple. How about a winner? Aaron Griffrath, the new Jefferson City Parks and Rec director. Aaron's been the interim director and kind of running the show over there since August when former director Todd Spaulding, after he'd been on leave and was allowed to resign in September. Folks remember Aaron's years at State Technical College, and he worked over at the YMCA in Jefferson City for a while. Mm-hmm. I guess one, I guess we'll call this one a loser. Why don't we say the Lincoln University family? Because they've had a rough couple of weeks with the death of uh, Vice President Bonnie Candia Bailey who took her own life and then the Board of Curators bringing in a law firm to review personnel and President John Mosley on leave so I think that's kind of a kind of a loser thing for the whole family over there bad press for Lincoln U. And Senator Carla May from from St. Louis calling for legislative hearings into into that that's that's pretty serious. Uh, Cecilia says, nominate the Cole County Road District for excellence in the ice storm. Winners of the go. week. I think mm-hmm. we could talk about all of the road crews. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's been a uh, been busy time for them the last few weeks. Um, Hannah, do you have winner and loser nominees for the week? I do have a winner and loser that kind of go tandem yes. with each other. Ah. Uh, so the Centralia Smart Program... Um, SMART standing for Students and Mentors Achieving Responsibility Together. Uh, They are an after-school program for students in Centralia, and it's for the students that maybe are having a hard time in school or maybe need something after school to keep them out of trouble. Maybe Mm. they don't have the best home life. Mm. Um, This program, you know, the community has really rallied around over the last almost 10 years um, you know, local businesses have volunteered to teach the students, you know, new skills, new services. Um, they've learned all sorts of soft skills. They've gotten to do a lot of really cool things in the community. They've started, you know, their own little businesses. Oh, wow. Um, we've had them here in the Zimmer building doing a tour, and they showed us a book that they published. Hmm. Um, they're doing a lot of really cool things, but unfortunately, my loser in this, Ooh. um, Desi has stepped in. No. And, Unfortunately, Desi has determined that the SMART program cannot continue unless they get licensed. Um, and the SMART program has put on their Facebook page that that's just not a feasible option for them. And so they will be disbanding the SMART program. Wow. What? Wow. Uh, we, got, uh, we, we have to look uh, into this well, and do more if, digging if into Senator, this. If Senator Carla Essingler is, and I guarantee you, she usually listens, even in Wasola, if she just heard that. Uh, what Hannah just said, I have a feeling that may be reversed. Wow. Yeah, so it was determined they have to be licensed, and I don't know what that process entails, but they said that that's just not a feasible option for them. Whoever made that decision, look in the mirror. (laughs) Whoever made that decision, look in the mirror. 
and say two things. Yes, the current law says that I must do that. And then say this. I am going to march to Senate or Representative. It's Senator Carla Esslinger. I am going to call Senator Carla Esslinger's office today and get what I am bound to do changed. I don't. I don't begrudge bureaucrats being bureaucrats. What I do begrudge is when they know, they know, they know, I'll say it ten times, they know it's just flat wrong. Change it. Get it changed. I, All right. Wow. They were. I mean, they've been renting a building in Centralia um, to, that's across the street from the middle school to house this program. So they oh. have their own little space. They've learned, you know, <laughs> wow. they've learned cooking skills, just... sewing skills. You know, unfortunately, some of these kids have to be independent at but... home without a, you know, reliable adult. All right, wake up, fam. Do your thing. These, yeah. So these, I... these are the kind of factoids that spawn the Tea Party movement, that spawn and continue to drive the MAGA movement. People have had it with insanity and bureaucracy from what we know. From, from what, what we know, what I posted hearing. I posted a screenshot of the smart programs announcement um, on their Facebook page to my personal Twitter account. That's producer underscore Hannah. Um, you might have to scroll through some of the Freedom Caucus stuff, but <laughs> um, it is there, and I tagged Desi in it. Oh, I haven't man. heard a peep back, um, but yeah. it is there on my personal Twitter. If you want to take a look, I might see if I can get something up on the yeah. Wake Up yeah. Midmo Facebook page. If that story isn't an argument for education choice, <laughs> I don't know what is. Well, I'm sorry. Representative I, Cherie Tilson Reich represents Centralia, and I'm sure she'll, um, know, knowing, knowing her, she's probably on the phone right now. I, she my went, buns are frosted, and I haven't even listened to Gary <laughs> Nolan yet coming up here at night. Well, we just had the governor on with us talking about how under his tenure, Regulation from state government has has gone away in some areas. Sounds like some work could stay. Yeah, we got some work to do. Brian, Stephanie, have you gone yet? Uh, I think I said a loser. Oh, I don't you think didn't I said get a, a winner. winner, but on based on what John just said, I will say winner of the week. Yeah. The governor with the, the governor. state of the yeah. state Huge. getting to do a victory lap and tell his story and, and just even you know I had forgotten some you know the monumental accomplishments that have happened over the last uh, several years yep. and so uh, real and, and nice that he could kind of bring you know it was a, mo- a moment of unity and and love in, in a week that was really tumultuous let's not forget three major tax cuts all of the other things the jobs environment was positive and favorable the infrastructure let's not forget that despite all of the harping whether you're on the freedom caucus's side or the rowden o'laughlin side or you're not taking a side the legislature is involved in that they did get big things done huge. yes yeah. it was a good reminder so yeah, winner of the week the governor governor parson huge state of the state i've got four quick winners four Whoa. quick winners and in in, in no particular order you. here. Happy Pants Houseworth over here. <laughs> the, uh, the candy. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's my new nickname, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Happy Pants. Oh, you, you, you're, you're usually reference Speedo. <laughs> okay. So the Candy Factory in Columbia celebrating their 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. The Candy Factory. They wow. were started by a woman named Dorothy Lundgren, and her husband's name was Earl. I remember they used to be on Walnut, as I recall. Yep. But they're celebrating 50 years. Uh, congratulations to them. Number two, KWS celebrating its 87th birthday on Tuesday. Many people John's work with Johnny Marsh Music. was a charter member. He, he, was, it. <laughs> he was there. Their oh. studio. Their Radio stu- by Candlelight. <laughs> he got his Heath kit going there. Yeah, yeah. Their, their actual first studio was at the top of the <laughs> Capitol building up there and, and literally way at the top. So yeah. that's that's amazing. 87 years. I'll talk more about that next week. <laughs> Number three, Walmart had a wellness day last week and I had some issues with my, uh, I was a little dehydrated, but Peyton and uh, 
and uh, Noah, they took really good care of me when they were doing some blood work. I really appreciate their patience. Thank you for that. And last but not least, our listeners of the uh, Monday Ice Storm. Those are the probably oh, the hardest yeah. things. Stephanie knows I was a little stressed because the phone was going crazy. The scanner, <laughs> a little, uh, yeah. I was. Well, it was just it was it was crazy. School closings, wrecks, everything. A guy got literally hit by a tractor trailer on in Kingdom City. So our listeners for that in Marina Diaz of Channel 17. Marina's been on our show, Randy. She talked openly about her lisp, and she's tried to overcome that. She was told by one person years ago at her previous, I think in college, you're never going to make it in TV. She's an anchor now. She reported live at the scene of that horrible wreck, and I told her her coverage was phenomenal. We got better stuff from Marina than we did from the police. So Marina, it's, it's I've said Diaz. It's actually Diaz. She she reminded me. It's Marina Diaz um, from our news partner. She's a, she's a winner along with our listeners, too. What a crazy day that was. Uh, have you named any losers? Um, the Kathy loser, Chan's housewife uh, does not uh, like to pick losers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give one. I'll be politically correct. But the, the weather, it has just been awful. I feel like uh, for at least at these last couple of days, I haven't had to do it. But for a while there, almost every day, I was calling the National Weather Service in St. Louis three, four times a day because we had so much going on. Luckily, we're out of that. But we definitely need some sunshine, no doubt. So the, the loser of the week would be the uh, the weather. Okay, loser of the week. Well, my winner and the loser of the week both are with LabCorp customer service. Hmm. They have a you have to when you get blood drawn the doc if it's if it's not in-house blood work and it goes to one of these major labs, they do a pickup. You've seen the little boxes yes. hanging on the door, the lock boxes. Well, for some reason LabCorp at our place doesn't pick up after 3 o'clock routinely, allegedly, I don't know. And so we had a problem. It got a little late. So I called San Diego. The number on the lab court, you call someone in San Diego. Well, I'm in San Diego. That's not the Midwest. I said, I'm calling the customer service number. Can you do? And they will make an exception. And they will. The guy told me the other night that they were going to pick it up. I put the blood work in. We had to stick a person for blood and got a urine sample yeah. routine, put it in the box. He assured me that it would be, I'm going to make an accept, we'll get it done. You know, the couriers, I know they don't pick it up at 3 o'clock. That's the last time you can make sure. a request. I went out the next morning, blood's still in the box. Ooh. Now that person's going to have to be stuck. This was a, I'm, I can't help to say it, this was a California worker. When then I, so yesterday, I railed about that, talked to the same office, they gave me, the Midwest office, no, they gave me the Arizona-Texas office, who finally gave me the Midwest office. The Midwest office person is the winner. They got it fixed. They said, you're supposed to have a local rep. I said, I didn't know that. I That's if terrible. You, we That's need to awful. keep hammering customer service. Finally, LabCorp got it right, okay, to their credit. But this person's going to have to get stuck again. <sighs> There's too many people in customer service who are losers, multiple, myriad losers, who don't give a rats Brazilian butt wax end yep. about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <a> happy pants. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And kudos to all of the customer service reps and there are a myriad of them who do give a rat's butt about it. And That's thank right. you for that. But Make sure that you show gratitude to those winners when you do get good customer service and hammer on the company's and those customer service winners when you don't. That's or losers right. when you don't. That's, that's it for the winners and losers. Okay, when we come back, <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Is in. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. All right, it's time for that. Boy, we have had an active show, an active week. There's been so many things breaking nationally, internationally. Sorry to get everyone all ticked off right at the end of a feel-good Friday. Yeah. Well, you feel good about that SMART program. I was looking, John, at some of the great things that they're doing at Centralia, the the fun. It reminds me a little bit in one way about the Junior Achievement Program where kids are making products, selling them, and then doing some charity work with wow. each other. Wow, J.A., haven't thought about that in a week or two. Yeah, well, it goes back to my third days for those of you that are just joining us you can check on the facebook page did you put you put the picture up on our facebook page right i did i yeah. said we are a multi-generational yeah. radio show I, I brought my stanley thermos from god knows how far back i i have this may have been my grandpa on my we, mom's side I we had know. a caller say that you know you could check the date yeah. on the bottom i kept looking for it I but there's all it. sorts of stuff engraved on the bottom we couldn't find a date yeah and uh, I, I remember going out to the hunting stand with this with some soup in it. You know, it's nice. Yeah, Good and job. Tim Tennant mentioned it rolling around in his truck. And I <laughs> can hear that sound in my dad's work yeah. truck. I know he had one These of those. These things are indestructible. I <laughs> yeah. mean, they, now, remember, John, you you shared a picture among our group with the with the old, you had like a lunchbox, the old metal oh. lunchbox. Yeah, I sent, I sent Randy a picture of my grade school with yeah. the matching thermos John Glenn lunchbox. And I remember my heart was broken more than once as a youngster when I, my, the little thermos inside of those had, it was glass. Yeah, they were glass. They were glass. It didn't take much to break them. Hmm. And you would, and you know, you, no, that's not ice in your Kool-Aid. That's glass. So uh, they stopped that then at some point. Uh, Stephanie, there was a story about uh, an airline that got grounded because of an episode. Do you want to share that? there was a man who was aggressively <laughs> farting on a plane, and people took issue with it. And then he stood up for himself and basically said, you think that's bad? Watch this. And um, and then he gets kicked off, I guess. <laughs> he let it rip more? But, uh, I mean, we've, we've seen worse. And, and somebody pointed out, like, you know, Farting is not the worst offense on a plane, apparently, but in this Unless instance, it's a pit bull sitting at your feet, right? Exactly, Steph? exactly. I mean, we've seen all sorts of weird behaviors on airlines, and people have just lost their minds. But this man was apparently proudly and aggressively <laughs> cutting the cheese, and wow. the other passengers did not appreciate it. Yeah, so, so they, I think they took him off the yeah. plane, the plane was delayed, yeah. and then they eventually so, got home. Yeah. So, so avoid... Avoid your high-fiber cereals before you embark on a long plane ride. <laughs> I told you that story that I sat in COU and watched two full-grown adults eat, like, a mountain of Taco Bell right before they got on the plane. And I was oh, like, man, I, right. that is that would have not been my choice. Well, you had that, that story you've told us before about the infamous pit bull who wasn't quite behaving either. Oh, yeah. No, he, uh, he I got kicked out of my seat for the pit bull. Yeah. And it was, uh, I mean, he must have been an yeah. 80, 90 pound dog. Mia, our pit bull boxer mix, has a real penchant for when she's mad because we show too much affection <laughs> to Simba, the wonder dog, who we mm-hmm. think's partly blind. He's, he runs into doors occasionally. She she can control it pretty well, and she'll let it. She'll let us know when she's <laughs> uh, Listener Sandy, uh, going back to winners and losers, said the people from Relaxium need to be losers. Uh, she has trouble sleeping. 
They would take Visa and MasterCard, came on and said, sorry, you can't use that card to get your free bottle. So, uh, I don't know, some nonsense going on. Sounds like a little bait and switch. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. And if you weren't this week, why don't you be part of it next week? For Stephanie, producer Hannah, John Marsh, I'm Randy Tober. You guys have a fabulous weekend. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.